deal. How are we doing? Good. Good. My mic's not on. The red light's on. Is my mic on? Sound booth guy. All right, how about now? Woo, there it goes, there it goes. All right, hey, Bobby, do me a favor. Can you just, uh, um, I don't know, hold on to those for a second. Okay. All right, so I just gave Bobby just a stack of papers. You, I mean, not everybody has to take one, um, but in a, in a second, if you want one, I'll have Bobby, you just raise your hand, Bobby can do whatever, throw them at you, make paper airplanes or whatever. Um, so... <laughs> So today being the, the first of the year, I, I like it that, that it is January 1st. Like, I mean, we're, we're starting out the year right. So um, what I wanted to do, something a little bit different. Um, I, I, I want to, uh, I kind of want to give you all, like, this is what our plan is for 2017. And that's what's on this sheet right here. You'll see um, on there, it has some, uh, I broke this down in topics of refocus for 2017. And underneath the topics of refocus, you're going to see just a lot of the, 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 the things that I say a lot. Um, the Think, Feel, Act, and Love, Learn, Live, Lead, and talking about the ley lawns, and um, real everyday discipleship, and faithful in the smalls, and trusting God for the bigs, all these kinds of things you're going to see on the refocus. Because I want to take 2017, and I want to um, kind of reflect. I don't want to go into a whole lot of, um, uh, of new stuff in 2017. I want to take 2017 and make this a time of remembrance. Remember what we have learned over the past, you know, seven plus years here. Look at what it is that we're doing and how God is working, how he is moving, and just kind of look at, am I doing any of this? Have I gotten what it means when, when, when Lee talks about think, feel, act, you know, the way in which you think determines the way in which you feel, and the way in which you feel determines the way in which you act. Do I understand what that means, and, and how does that line up with, with Scripture? I mean, because it says we're supposed to have a renewed mind, and we're to be disciples of Christ, which is an action. But if I want to change, I've been trying to change this action, but it, it's just behavior modification, and it, it works for a little bit, and then it stops. Well, are, are you changing the way in which you think? So, I mean, all of these little kinds of things that we've talked about over the past years, um, we're going to look at in 2017, again, through some sermon series and, and through some studies and everything. Then at the bottom, you'll see um, like the key focus uh, for 2017, which this is really one of the, the things that's going to kind of keep me on track as we go through um, not only Sunday morning, but Wednesday night, and, and, and as we start with small groups and stuff like this, expanding small groups. Um, when, when we do these things, I want to have a, a focus like for the church. This is what we're going to, uh, we're set out, we're going to set out to accomplish in 2017. Um, of those things, um, you'll see that uh, one of the classes or the class in which I'm starting on Wednesday, we're starting a new study on Wednesday night. It's going to be how to read the Bible. Uh, there's a lot of people who want to read the Bible, um, but they don't know. One, they say, well, I don't, it's too big. Well, that's fine. But if we break it down and understand how we are to read the Bible, um, the Bible comes alive. And one of my big premises that I believe that we have to understand is we don't really understand the Bible until we apply the Bible. 
The Bible is a book of application. It's a book of understanding. Okay, this is what God says. So it's not just, oh, I got it here in my head. What do I need to do about it? And this is all a part of our um, understanding that we have to be and we should be and we are, are called to be disciples of Christ. Disciples make disciples. That's another thing that we're going to be uh, looking at in the keys um, for 2017. So if anybody wants one of these, um, Bobby, you can go ahead and disperse them however you want. They're all blank? Shut up. <laughs> I bet they're printed upside down too, right? So as he, and, and just hold on to this. This is, this is not, uh, look at this guy. Aww. What are you doing? <laughs> He's going to hide them. If we run out, I can print off more. I mean, this is not, this, these are not sermon notes. Like, this isn't what I'm going to be preaching about today. But I, I want everybody to kind of feel like they're on the same page. Um, a lot, I, I, that's one of, one of the, 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 the biggest things. That, I think Marty wants one. Um, one of the big things people say, like, I, I, just, I just feel lost. I, I, I don't feel connected because I don't know, I, I missed a week or I missed two weeks or something like that. Well, this way will help you keep connected because we're going we're gonna to ride this pony throughout the year and, and understand that this is what we were trying to accomplish. So while they're, while they're passing those out, um, grab your Bibles and open to John chapter 1. <laughs> Excuse me. If you've gotten your, your paper there, it says under discipleship, I put in there like four main areas. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but this is kind of going to help us focus. Under, under those four main areas, identity in Christ, that's something that I, I think that there's a lot of people that, are, that struggle with that. They don't know who they are in Christ we're going we're gonna to hit hard on that because I think that that's where, where uh, um, freedom comes is understanding your position in Christ and not having to, to wonder. Well, I wondered this or I wonder that. No, you can know because the Bible is very clear about that. So anywho, um, as you're reading through that, if you have any questions about any of that, uh, feel free to, to see me afterwards or anytime um, and we'll, we'll discuss that. So as you have your Bibles open to John chapter 1, uh, this, this, is, this is cool because I'll, I'll tell you all straight up, um, Gabe picked the sermon for today. And when I say that, Gabe and I are reading the Bible, and, and uh, actually uh, he's, he's getting better at reading. So Gabe was reading me the Bible, and um, we, uh, we started in, in John, and we're reading through this, and we got up to verse 35, and that's where we're going to start. And we read through this, and, and we, he just started talking to me about it. And we just started discussing this, like, what does, what does, this, what does this mean? And um, I love what, what, what he did. Uh, my, my, my little eight-year-old boy uh, took the, the, the text here. And, and I say this because if, if Gabe can do it, we all can do it, right? Um, he took the text, what it said, and he uh, told me what it said, like in his own words. So he paraphrased it back to me. So I'm looking at this, and I'm hearing my eight-year-old boy who loves Lego Dimensions. That's his new thing, right, on the PlayStation. He's playing Lego Dimensions. But he is able to comprehend what the Bible says. 
and then tell dad what it says. And I'm like, yes, I like that. So as I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, buddy, would you, uh, would you mind if I, if I used that on Sunday? So straight up, I stole this sermon from an eight-year-old boy. I didn't have to beat him up, take his lunch money, because you don't have any money. Um, he's a pastor's kid, right? So, uh, but no, it, just in conversation with, with Gabe, we started talking about this, and this is where this whole this, this, uh, sermon birthed from. So let's, uh, let, let's read, and uh, we'll just talk about it. And, and that's all I want to do for the next couple minutes, just talk about um, what Gabe and I talked about. So uh, verse 35. The next day, okay, I can't get far without explaining this. Um, the next day. So well, we understand that, 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 that uh, um, uh, John starts out in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So he, we understand that, that, that um, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We understand that, that the Word is who? Jesus, okay. So he's talking about the incarnation. We just celebrated uh, Easter. So talking about the incarnation, talking about Jesus, God coming down and dwelling amongst us. Uh, um, e- did I say Easter? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I celebrate Easter every day. <laughs> Woo, thank you. So we celebrated Christmas, looking forward to Easter. Um, but yes, we, we celebrated Christmas and uh, the birth of, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's kind of good, right? But uh, we, we celebrated Christmas, the, the birth of, of God coming down, the, the God child, the, the God man. Now, a God, Emmanuel dwelling with us. So we just celebrated that. So this is where uh, John doesn't go through the, 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 the Christmas uh, story. He does go through the Easter story, though, at the end. Um, but he doesn't go through the Christmas story here. He picks up, like, at the beginning of, of Jesus's um, earthly ministry. And um, what we understand is John the Baptist was, was put out um, or, or, or sent before Jesus to be the witness to say, hey, the Messiah's come. Uh, get your stuff in gear. We, we, you, you need to uh, make straight the, the way of the Lord. So what we have here is Jesus starting. He's, he's an adult man, He's starting his ministry, um, and his cousin, that's who John is, his cousin is going to make um, a declaration about him that is going to be uh, life-changing. Not for Jesus, but for everybody, for us. So, it says there in verse 35, and if you didn't catch all that, read 1 through 34 and you'll get it. The next day, again, John, this is John the Baptist, so we don't, this is not the author of the book. The apostle John wrote John, but John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. Ask Gabe what the 10th hour means. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John, you shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. All right. So in this text, um, the, the, there's a few things that, that Gabe and I were, were, were looking at as we, um, as we talked about this. 
Uh, one of the things that, 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 that Gabe was, uh, I don't want to say enamored, but he, he kept saying over and over again, he made, he made clear was, um, Daddy, John had disciples, just like Jesus had disciples. But John's disciples went from following John to following Jesus. And, and, and some of us would think or, or may, may be thinking, well, what's the big deal of John's disciples going from following John to following Jesus? Yeah, obviously they're going to go from following John to Jesus because Jesus is the Christ. But what I, I think is important for us not to overlook is what John's ministry was. John's ministry was a ministry of repentance, so what does that mean? Like I said earlier, repentance is the changing of the way in which one thinks. That's what repent to repent means. It's to change your mind about something. His, his uh, whole ministry was changing the way in which you thought about sin. It, it is repentance that prepares the heart to receive Christ. You, you see where this is rolling. So when uh, we understand that the disciples of John were, were about repenting of, of sin, getting their lives straight, it was only natural that once they repented, then they followed after Jesus. Granted, now we don't have to take those steps of we have to follow after John first and then follow after Jesus. We can do this all at once. We can repent of the sin and follow Christ. But there's an important lesson here that we cannot overlook, that repentance is key to following after Jesus. And when Jesus, it says that, um, I'm sorry, when John looked at Jesus, as Jesus walked by, he says, behold the Lamb of God. Well, the day before, he said the same thing, but he said a little bit, you know, he, he, he made a statement a little bit longer. He said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So now, again, identifying him as the Lamb of God, which we have to understand that these people understand what that means. The Lamb of God. This is the one who came to be sacrificed for us. So when we're going to be partaking of communion here, as we're going to, we're going to remember the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus, is because he is and he was the sacrificial lamb for us. Because God, God has a, a perfect law. God has a, a perfect plan. And what happened is we jacked that up. And because it's jacked up, we, we need something to um, make it right again. And the only thing that can make it right again is God's sacrifice of his son. So this is what was John saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That is the one who's going to atone for, to cover all sin. That's who Jesus is. So there's no mistaking right out the gate who Jesus was and who John knew Jesus to be. And I think that that's cool because you look at John. John had a ministry. He was trying to build a ministry, but his whole ministry was, okay, when Jesus comes on scene, it's all about him. He actually says, I must decrease and he must increase. There's purpose, there's plan. So when, when Gabe and I were, were reading this, we, we kind of we, we looked at that, and, um, and we, we see that the disciples, they, they, they made a decision to follow after Jesus. Just like we all have to make a decision to follow after Jesus. Now, what, what, what the disciples didn't do was, okay, they're, they're standing with John, and Jesus is walking by. They didn't run to Jesus Oh, I want, I, I'm going to go back to John. Nope, I'm going to go back to Jesus. Nope, I'm going to go back to John. No, they made a decision and they stuck with it. They, they followed after Jesus. One of the things that, that, that um, I, I like in here is also another thing I like 
is where it says, has Jesus' response. And if you don't hear anything else that I say today, this, this response, the answer to this response is going to be the determining factor in your year. I, some of you are like, yeah, right, whatever. I, uh, whatever. You, you can say that I'm just being super spiritual and I'm over-spiritualizing everything. Well, you can say whatever you want, but the, the fact of the matter is that the answer to this question is going to change the trajectory or is going to uh, determine the, the outcome of what happens this year. And it's that same question that Jesus asks the disciples. What is it? What are you seeking? Well, how's that going to change the, the whole course of the year? Because if, if you're going to follow after Jesus and he asks you, okay, what are you seeking? How are you going to answer that question? Because the fact of the matter is most people answer that question in the sense of, okay, how is this going to improve my life? I'm following after you, Jesus, because uh, I heard that you make my life better. Okay. If I'm following after him because I want life improvement, what's going to happen when I hit a rough patch? What's going to happen when things don't go my way? If I'm following after Jesus just for the blessings in which that he can bestow, that he can give, I'm, I'm in for a long year. I'm in for a tough road. But if he asks that question, what are you seeking? I'm, I'm just seeking this. To, I just want to be with you. I want to be around you. Even if you don't bless me, even if things don't go well, even if it's the crappiest, hardest year that I've ever dealt with, I still want to be where you're at. That, that's, what, that's what was taking place here. And, 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 that was the, and that was the crux of, of, of the conversation in which Gabe and I had about this text here. Because him and I were talking, I asked him, I said, okay, so Gabe, what, what, is it, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus then? Just by what we, we talked about here, and Shannon was sitting there, we were in the, on the kitchen table there, and, and heard this, and, and, and Gabe said, you got to live with Jesus. Absolutely. So the eight-year-old theologian just, just, I mean, for the rest, if you don't remember anything else, remember the words of Gabe, you got to live with Jesus. We talk about that, and you've heard me say, use the words abide in him, or delight in the Lord. But an eight-year-old understanding is, yeah, I've got to live with Jesus. That doesn't mean that you have to live in the church, and you have to, no, 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 no. It means where, where he's at, I want to be. And if, if where I'm at, he's not, it's not that he has to change, I have to change. I've got to go where he's going, And it may not be where I want to go. I have to decide to not to do things, or I have to to decide to do things. A decision has to take place. When Paul talks about we're to be, uh, don't be conformed to uh, this world, um, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, there are decisions that have to take place so that we are living with Jesus. Because decisions that, that, that we make that aren't in line with what God has set forth, and I'll say decisions for you, for me, to sin, that separates us from, from Jesus. 
And he doesn't want that. God doesn't want that. He came to be with us. So he's provided everything, the ability to overcome sin, to, to repent of sin, to live free of that sin. Is it going to be easy? No. But we have to make a decision. You're going to hear me say over, the, over this year that there's a battle for your mind, right? So we, we've talked about the renewing of the mind, and we've talked about the way in which you think and everything. There's a battle going on for your mind. It's a battle between good and evil. It, it is. But what we have to understand is the good God has already defeated the enemy. But that doesn't mean the enemy doesn't try to manipulate us and get us to think that, well, yeah, God really doesn't love you or he really doesn't know what's best for you. And No, the enemy's always going to be trying to get in our head. Some of you are thinking or sitting here thinking right now, like, yeah, if you only knew what was going on in my head. I get it. Sometimes we think, we think things, or we think we think things. We hear things that are like, well, did, was that, did I just think that, or that thought, or, or whatever it may be. And you're like, was that me? Was that, it, 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 maybe it was you. Maybe it was your flesh talking. But again, maybe it was an attack from the enemy. I, I don't know, but what we do know is, is that it's real. This battle in which we're in is real because Paul says that we don't, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against uh, uh, powers and authorities, against principalities. There is a spiritual battle going on. Does that mean that we walk around all squeamish and scared and, oh, no, I'm going to get attacked by demons? And No, not, no. because we, we can put on the full armor of God. We have one who has already conquered Satan, sin, and death. But what we have to understand is we have to make the decision. So when Jesus... Not Lee, but when Jesus says, what are you seeking? You can answer him and say, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeking you. And it's kind of like writing a blank check, which no one in here would probably want to do, right? Write, write Lee Kackner on the, on the, the and just, just sign it and hand it over to me, right? Junior, junior, Lee Kackner, junior. <laughs> All right? No one, wants to, no one wants to write a blank check and say, okay, just whatever, whatever, you know? No, no. but that's what God is calling us to do. If, when we're going to say, hey, what do you seek? I'm going to seek after you in whatever it is you want me to do. Whatever it is you want me to do. Do you know what it is that God wants you to do? No, probably not. Not, not, not for the rest of your life. Maybe right now you know what, what your, as Dan says, your assignment is. Great. But what if he changes your assignment? Are you still going to follow him? What if he, he leads you through the storm? Are you going to still follow him? Remember, when he was up on the mountain praying, he told to his disciples, well, go to the other side of the boat, or in the boat, go to the other side of the lake. And there was a storm that came. Did, did, did he know that there was going to be a storm? Absolutely. Did he still send them? Absolutely. But he met them in the storm, right? He, 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 he helped them through. He guided them through the storm. But it all comes back down to that, that same question there. What are you seeking? Because if they were just seeking, um, what's the, uh, the, the TV guys always talk about? Health, wealth, and fame or whatever. If we're, if we're preaching the, the, the prosperity gospel, what we have to understand is that's not the true gospel. If we're going to seek after Jesus, we have to be willing to seek after him no matter what is going on. 
Because it's easy to, 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 to say, I'm on team Jesus when everything's okay. It's easy to be a Clemson fan when they're beating everybody, right? I'm just saying, it's a, it's a good analogy. It's hard to be a Browns fan, right? <laughs> but, I mean, a true Browns fan is a Browns fan no matter what, right, Jeremiah? Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's easy to be on Team Jesus when, when, life, is going, when life is going grand. But when, when life is hitting the, the, the rough patches, are, are you still seeking him for him and not what he does? That's what, that's what we got to do. We got to say, hey, I'm seeking, I'm seeking him for him. I'm not seeking him because he makes me feel good or he gives me this or he does. No, those are good byproducts. Does, does God want to bless us? You better believe it. But what he wants more than anything is that, that, that personal, that intimate relationship with you, with me. And I'm the one that keeps me from him. I'm the one that, 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 that chooses to do something that, that, that breaks the, 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 the relationship and fractures this a little bit where it, it, I start to draw away from, from God. God doesn't move. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm never going anywhere. God doesn't go anywhere. God's left me. No, he hasn't left you. You've left him. Because you're not seeking him. You're not saying, I want to be where he is. And that's a hard decision. Everybody in here has a different circle of influence. Everybody in here knows people and knows that um, you, it, you probably in that gr other group of people or whatever, you're the Bible thumper or you're the holy roller or you're the super spiritual one. Thank you, whatever. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of, it, 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 it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes. But the question is, why are you seeking after Jesus? So people accept you? Or so he does? I, I, I like how it goes on. And it makes clear that when, because this is the thing, people say, yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm I think that I am. I think that I'm, I'm following, I, I'm seeking him just to be with him. I think so. Well, I, I like how the story goes on because it, it gives us a, a proof positive um, result of if you're seeking after Jesus for Jesus, well, there's going to be something that happens. Not, this is not the determining factor, but this is one of the things that is going to happen. One of the two who heard John speak, this is verse 40, and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. 41 says, he first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. If you're seeking Jesus for Jesus, how can you know for, for your assurance that you're seeking Jesus for Jesus? Those who seek after Jesus for Jesus, is gonna, you're going to want to draw other people. Hey, this is Jesus. This is the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sins of the world. I know that you think I'm kind of crazy. I, I am a little bit, but that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact in who he is. You got to come check this guy out. Found people find people, right? You've heard me say that before. Found people find people. And it's not uh, some new, oh, they, they, they found religion. 
No, this isn't religion. This is relationship with Christ. If I have found relationship and I truly believe this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, why would I not want to share that? Why would I not want to find someone to say, hey, I'm jacked up, so don't take me seriously. Take him seriously. So it's not dependent upon how good of a person or how good of a, um, a communicator you are. The message doesn't change. The message is Jesus is God. He's the Messiah. And, and man, I don't know how it all works. I don't know all those isms and ologies and all that stuff. I don't know how all that stuff, but here, all, what I can do is I can show you, hey, come with me. This is him. This is what, 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 what we're supposed to, or where we're supposed to live, where we're supposed to abide, where we're supposed to dwell is in him. When he asks, what are you seeking? How are you going to answer that? I, I think, I mean, I look out and I look at your, all, all y'all's faces and I think that there is a, 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 a deep concern for, and an authenticity, like I want Everything you just talked about, Lee, I, I want that. I'm just not good at it. None of us are good at it. That's why Jesus, when, when he put his, his disciples together, he didn't go to the upper echelon of the high society and all the learned people. No, he got um, a thief, um, murderers and tax collectors and fishermen. And, I mean, he, he, he got the outcasts. He got the rough people. So we're in good company, right? God can use us. But we have to decide to be used. We have to make that decision. God, I want to be used by you. I'm going to seek after you no matter what. I'm not asking anybody in here to sign over a blank check to the church. Like, if you really love Jesus, you're going to sign over a blank check to church. No, keep your dang money. I don't care. God doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. All the deacons are like, wait a second, Lee. Clarify that. <laughs> yes, giving is part of worship. Yes, absolutely. God calls us and tells us we need to give. But that's, it's all a heart condition because God wants our heart. He wants us to answer the question. What, when he says, what are you seeking? We're saying you. No strings attached, just you. What you want me to do? That's where I'm going. I'm, I'm, going, where, I'm going wherever you want to go. I'm doing what you want me to do. Even though it's going to be hard, it, I'm going to do it. But that's your decision. Let's bow. We're going to uh, open up the, the, the table for communion. Um, take all of it in. Ask yourself. You know, you know I, I, I think that this needs to be a moment. It is a somber moment, but it's a celebratory moment. We need to understand that why we do what it is we do. Do you really believe? Do we really say, okay, the reason we're here is because there was one who hung on the tree for me. Do, do we really believe that? Or are we just like, yeah, you know, my husband or my wife or whatever told me I had to come. Or, what, I don't know. Why are we here? What are we doing? If Jesus were to turn around and look at you and say, what are you seeking? How would you answer that? Let's do this. Um, uh, Jake and Kurt, 
And then, where's Chuckles? Chuckles, give me a couple deacons too. Put uh, Jake, and, Jake over on one side, Kurt on the other side. Grab a, a, a glass and, and grab another. Yeah, split the, the cups. Grab a, Ogre, come up, up here. Grab a dish, grab a dish. We'll make two lines. So if you want to partake of communion, um, it's open. I mean, it, it, this is where we, we uh, recognize and we remember the, the broken body and the shed blood of, of Jesus. Um, so I'm going to pray. And then as we sing, uh, at any time, uh, feel free to, to come up and um, partake. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. Father, we love you. Uh, Lord, we ask as we've, uh, uh, you know, just talked about a, a, a bunch of stuff and then we focused in and, and narrowed in on just the question which you asked, Jesus, about what are we seeking. Uh, we ask that we can answer that properly. And honestly, maybe the, the answer is, I'm looking at everything else. I'm not really seeking Jesus for Jesus. I'm seeking him for what he can do for me. Well, God, change our, our mindset about that. Let us seek you first. Because you say seek first the kingdom of God and, and, and your righteousness and all else will be added to you. God, let's seek you first. Lord, we ask your blessing upon these elements, um, those who will partake, those who won't. Uh, God, and it's okay. We know that, that um, maybe that we're just not in the right frame of mind. There's someone that needs to get something right before they do. Fine. God, there's no, there's no shame in being true and pure to you and to your instruction. God, we love you. Father, we thank you. We praise in your name, Jesus. Amen.